Hallelujah. I just felt like singing that song just to just to say thank you to the Lord because he, he, he needs to be lifted high. He needs to be raised. He needs to be glorified for all the things that the Lord has been doing. And so many wonderful testimonies that we have heard. So many, so many wonderful reports of how God has just been touching people's lives and, and just been meeting them at various points of need, points of sickness and bringing healing points of deliverance from, from illnesses and near-death experiences, points of supply and provision. I mean, I mean the Lord has been good, and I think, I think he, he deserves for us to say, Lord, be lifted high. You know, many times we, we ask God for things, and we ask God to intervene, and, and when He does, it's always important that we come back and just say, Lord, be lifted high, because you are good. And many times, or rather, God just does this because He is a good God. Amen. He is just a good God who is loving, who is caring, who is who's righteous and, 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 and worthy. Righteous means that when He says, I will do this, He will do it. Amen. Amen. So it's important to always remember to just say, Lord, I thank you. Be lifted high for you are righteous and worthy. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to us and just open up our series going in towards Feast of Grace. Amen. Um, and so I'm, I'm blessed to, to be able to, to see this day again and look forward to what's coming up. I am excited and I, may, I am expectant of what the Lord will do at Feast of Grace uh, this year. I mean, and I've, uh, our theme is, is going to be deeper with God, and I'll speak more into the theme verse uh, later on, just as we prepare our hearts towards this wonderful moment of celebration in the year. But today, I just want to start off with something that, that just to probe your heart, um, three key things that I want you to, to tune into and begin to ponder and begin to meditate upon um, as we prepare for that. Um, and, and the first thing that I want to talk about is I want to take us back to Job 22. And, and the reason I say take us back is because at the beginning of the year we were talking on Job 22. And, and my theme verse at that time was, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light of the Lord shall shine upon your path. Does anybody remember that? Yes. And, and so you shall decree a thing, or you shall declare something, and it will be established unto you. You shall, you shall speak, and it shall become. And not only shall it become, but God's, God's light will shine upon your path. Can you just go back to verse 20, 21 of that? Go to verse 21 over there. And verse 21 says, Acquaint now yourself with him. And be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. And I spoke quite lengthy on this portion as well. In the beginning of the year, around January, I spoke quite a lot about this. Go to verse 22. And verse 22 says, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. Flip it to the NIV. Flip it to the NIV. I want to read, I want to read it in a simpler, in a simpler English version. Um, but, but I want to speak about some concepts from this. So I won't repeat what I already told you, but it says, accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. 
Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up words in your heart. I want to speak the first two concepts from these two verses of scripture, Job 21 and Job 21, verse 21 and verse 22. And the verse, first one that I want you to, to hold on to as we go back is to submit yourself to God. Verse 21. Submit yourself to God and be at peace with Him. So when we talked about being at peace with God, we said make sure that you are also upright, that you are also living a life that is holy. Holiness is key to being at peace with God. So be at peace with God. But I want to say to you, submit to God. Submitting to God. James has an interesting way of explaining this submission to God. In, in, verse, in ch James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. He then says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee, flee from you. He goes on in verse 8 and says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and moan and weep. Let your laughter be turned into moaning and your joy to heaviness. And humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. So while Job said, submit yourselves to God and be at peace with Him, James gives us an illustration of how we submit ourselves, therefore, to God. And he starts off and says, resist the devil. Resist the devil. The devil is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, for someone to destroy. The devil is out there looking for who can I draw away from the mercy and the grace of God? Who can I get hold of so that they cannot know God more? That's what the devil is up to. Who can I cause trouble in his life so that they don't know what's happening to them? Job was in this kind of situation. He was in this kind of moment where Job had been living a life and things were good. He was praying for his children, praying for, for blessing his family. He was prospering left, right and center. And the devil just going around eventually comes to cause trouble in the life of Job. And you can say yes, but it was by permission of God. But he did cause trouble, didn't he? And so the devil is out there looking for someone to divorce. So don't think that because I have everything that I need, God has been blessing me. God has been doing so many great things that the devil can't cause trouble in your life. And so James says, resist the devil. You need to resist him. Submit yourself to God. And part of submitting yourselves to God helps you to resist the devil. Amen. It helps you to be able to stand your ground. And this is why Paul in another portion in Ephesians chapter 6 says, I do everything to stand. And when you have done everything to stand, stand. Everybody shout stand. Stand. You need to keep standing. You need to stand. And to stand, you need to submit yourself to God. You need to bring yourself under God. Now, bringing yourself under God helps you to be able to appreciate who God is. You see, let me give you this illustration. Anybody who wants to become, to become a senior person, as many of you here are students, if you want to become a professor, you've got to submit yourself to your professor. You've got to yield yourself to a professor. And the professor begins to guide you, to instruct you, to train you, to show you how to do things. 
And eventually, as you progress, if you're a good student, you will begin to speak like your professor and begin to think and comprehend just like your professor thinks and comprehends. And if you're really a good student, you begin to go beyond your professor. Because that's what training is about. I train you to become better than me. Amen. So those of you that are teachers, teach your students to be better than you. Don't go around saying, I am the doctor. You, you can't be better than me. No, you teach them to be better than you. That's what training is about. Yeah. So that you can do better. So, so, but the student needs to submit himself to the master. He needs to allow the master to lead him. See, when I needed to be mentored in being able to speak in public, I needed somebody who would say, you're going to speak it like this, and I would say, no, but I want to speak it like this. He says, no, if you speak it like that, you miss the crowd, the, the audience. And so I needed to learn to follow how he wanted me to speak, and then eventually he says, now I want you to just be yourself, taking all the techniques I've given you. So this is why I walk about and go all over the place, because I'm just being myself. And I know that I can engage you in the way that I am being myself, but I've been trained on particular etiquettes and techniques on being, how, on being able to speak in public. Amen. Amen. I had to submit to someone. Told me you're wrong. I had one time he said, take all the things out of your pocket so that you can go with your trousers looking a bit more straight. And I said, but I love to have my wallets and my, you know, just, you know I want them in. Say, no, go with your trousers looking straight. And I had to submit to that. In order to learn how not to distract you when my pants are all bulking and bulging all over the place. I had to submit to the training. Are you with me, church? Yes. So submit yourself to God and you will become like God. We're talking about becoming deeper with God, going deeper with the Lord. It needs somebody who's going to come with a heart that is submissive to the Lord. Submissive so that you can learn of Him. Submissive so that you can receive from Him. Submit yourself and be at peace with Him. In, in James, He says, when you, when you submit yourself to God, He then follows up verse 8 and says, Draw near to God. Being able to go deeper with God means you should be able to also draw near to God. Don't stay far away. He has brought you into His circle. Through Jesus Christ. When you believed, God brought you out of the away from the outside and brought you in. So now you are called a child of God. John 1.12. To as many as believed him, he gave them the power to be called the children of, of God. You are now a son. But you see, even as a son, if you stay far away, you will not experience the goodness of God. Remember the story, the parable of the, of the two sons, the prodigal son, we normally call it. You know the parable of the prodigal son? You see, there are two sons living with the father. One son says to the father, Father, give me all that you said was mine. He takes it, he goes away, and he comes back to the father and says, Father, I'm not worthy to be called your son, but at least if you just allow me to stay inside. What does the father say? The father said, Welcome home, my son. And he takes off his ring and puts him on it. Says, bring him new clothes. Because he is the son. And he begins to enjoy again a second time the goodness of the Lord. But there is another son who's been in the house. Doing all kinds of things in the house. 
and yet not enjoying the full goodness of the Father. Are you with me, church? Draw yourself near to God. And so when he starts to complain to his father to say, why have you killed a whole fatted nice cow and thrown a party for this guy who went away? The father says, you've been here all along. Everything I have is... But the guy is there not knowing that truly everything here. If he wanted to kill a fat cow every day, he could have killed a fat cow every day. Because everything was there. There was more than enough for him to do that. But it's about the knowledge of your father, the knowledge of your God. How close are you to God is what's going to make the difference for you to do that, yes or no? Yes. And so when you're talking about getting to be deeper with God, we're saying draw near to God. Submit yourself to the Lord so that you can enjoy the fullness of the Lord. When you read it from Job, Job speaks and says, when you submit yourself to God and you are at peace with Him, He says, in this way, in this way, prosperity will come to you. This is the way prosperity comes to you. This is the way your soul will prosper. This is the way your health will prosper. It's by you submitting to God, submitting to the will of God, submitting to the knowledge of God, being able to draw near to God. And when you draw near to God, God will take care of you. That's what he was saying. God will take care of you. So draw near to God. Submit yourself to God. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Afflict yourselves away from the things that you are doing so that you can show that you have repented. That turn, you change your laughter to mourning and your joy into gloom. He's saying repent. You can see the words, they are opposites. You are rejoicing in the wrong things. Start rejoicing in the things of God. Repent. You are facing this side. This is away from God. Sorry guys, we are away from God. But here, this is towards God. And you are this way. Turn and look towards God. And draw near to God. And when you draw near to God, God is going to lift you up. Go to verse, verse 11, verse 10, sorry. When you draw near to God, what's God going to do in the end? He will lift you up. Or He will prosper your way. He will prosper your way. Now some of you are going to say, Pastor, has become a prosperity preacher. No, I'm just saying God will prosper your way. God will bless your way. God will, will bless the work of your hands. Whatever that work is. You want your work to be blessed. Whatever your work is. You want God to cause you to be fruitful in whatever you engage in. That's what you need. You want, to, you want your life to show when you speak that there is a difference between you and those that have no God. Amen. Amen. There must be a difference between you who says, I have Jesus in my heart. And someone who says, I don't know about this Jesus. I don't care about. There must be a difference. And that difference is that the prosperity of your soul, the peace that you enjoy, the joy that you have, the progress that you make, the blessing that you are to others, the laughter you bring in when you join, the joy you share when you are around, the blessing that people feel when you, when you are there. They were talking about someone who says, you know, he brings in a certain presence of peace. And I said, wow. 
That must be somebody who has Jesus in them. Not that when you are there, people say, ah, no trouble has come. Your way is not prospered. But when your way is prospered, wherever you set your foot, people feel the joy, feel the peace, feel hope. He will prosper your way. Amen. Amen. And we must desire that God will bring us to that as we submit ourselves to Jesus. So submit to God. Verse 22 of Job 22 says, Accept instruction from His mouth and lay up His words, His words in your heart. Accept instruction from His mouth. The one way for us to be able to find that depth in the law is when we take the instruction of His word, the instruction of His mouth. This is the mouth of the Lord. In other words, this is the words that the Lord speaks either through the Bible or through the people who speak to us on the basis of Scripture, on the basis of God. So you've got two forms of the word that you need to, to hear. You need to hear what we call the written word, the Bible as you read it, as it is read in there, which we call the Logos. And then you also need to hear the interpretation of the Logos, which we call Rema. Amen. So you need to have the Logos and the Rema. You need to have the written and the revealed. A Rema is a, rema is a revelation. It is an opening. It is when you read the Word of God and you find, Aha, this is what it means to me. Because you see, you need to understand that there are professors of theology and professors of who have studied the scriptures and studied the texts of the Bible, but they are not born again. Have you ever thought about that? There are people who are called scholars of the Bible. They have degrees upon degrees, Professor Emeritus in, in, in theology, but they do not know what salvation is. Why is that? Because they have not received the rema of the word. They have not received the revelation of the word. I had a friend of mine who says, I've read the Bible, I've read the Quran, and I've read whatever from Buddha and whatever else writings, who was writing whatever they were writing. He says, I've read all these things, but I, I, I don't see the sense in them. I said, yes, because you have not found the revelation. The day you will find the revelation, it will go beyond the nice ecology we are studying and, and the evolution that we are writing papers on. When you get a revelation, amen, amen. it's what makes a difference. So we need to have that revelation because it is then the instruction from his mouth. And it is the words that then come into our heart and we can lay them in. And so Jesus, when he was speaking back in the time when he was being tempted by the devil up on the mountain on the, in the desert, he says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Accept instruction from his mouth. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You need to know and find that word of God. You need to come to it. You need to seek it for yourself. You need to stay and listen to God speaking to your heart. When you do your own devotional, when you do your own time to pray and your own time to read the word, as you go through the day, seek to hear what is the word from His mouth. I have read the word. Now what is the revelation? What is God saying? What is God speaking to me? 
You know, God still speaks. Tell a neighbor, He still speaks. He still speaks. And like this morning, the Lord was just speaking to me and saying, I need to tell somebody that you will not close this year empty-handed. You'll not close the year empty-handed. They, they've been, you, you, you know, I don't know what it is that, that God wants to put into your hand that you've prayed for, that you've said, God, as I step into 2019, that was back then when we were crossing over into the new year, January, February, we had this long fasting period and, and you've been trusting God for these things and you're saying, God, where is it? It's already November now. You know, November is just around the corner. But, but the Lord was just speaking to me and said, I need just to tell somebody, somebody that you will not close this year empty-handed on the things that you've been praying. If you don't say amen, it's okay. I say amen to you in the shower. No, I was actually in the shower when, when the Lord was speaking to me because I do meditate in the shower. And, and, and I just, 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 wow, God, this is for me. And the Lord knows, say this, say it for the church. So, so whoever you are, just, just know, he still speaks. And he can speak also to you directly. You don't have to wait for pastor. You don't have to wait for those that are often speaking in tongues, very loud in church, to give an interpretation of their tongues. You, you don't have to wait for, 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 for somebody to come and say, now it's time for me to prophesy. He can just speak to you while we're sitting right now. Because he still speaks. He still turns his logos into a spoken word. The word for you. And so when we have a word... It draws us closer to the Lord. Amen. Amen. The other day I was sharing with you a testimony of when we had this. There was just one of these services where there were a number of prophetic words that were given in the service. And then I came and I spoke several, put those prophetic words with some scriptures. There was a family, one of the families in there was just wrote me and said, Pastor, thank you. Every single word that you spoke, every single scripture that you quoted, was something that God spoke to us on the moment we lost our son a few years back. Thank you that God is still speaking to us. He still speaks. He still has a word for you. And when you're talking about becoming deeper with God, it's about, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to hear you speak to me. I don't want to just come to church and have them go through the rituals of whatever they do. You know, even AGP has a ritual. We start off with somebody who comes to sing an opening song and then you already know it that one of the pastors or leaders will come and tell us now it's time to open in prayer and then they'll do a welcome and then they'll say who has a testimony i'll take three today and then we say now it's time for praise and worship and then we have praise and worship and you already know the ritual of praise and worship they'll sing some fast songs then they lower the tempo and sing some slow songs it's a, it's a ritual and then once somebody will preach and then they will pray, and then they will say, now give your offering, put a little bit more into the offering. Well, you know the ritual, you know the drill. <laughs> but within all those rituals, God is still speaking. And you need to get deeper, closer with Him to hear Him speak. Amen. 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 I would... When I was in the Methodist church many years ago, the Methodist church is much quieter than we have. They don't, they don't like these kind of instruments. Um, and so they would sing. And often some of these songs were led by very elderly men or elderly women. 
And when you are young like me, and an elderly senior citizen is singing, you are just wishing they could go faster, but you know, because of seniority, they just can't go faster. And sometimes I would think, oh God. And I would often feel the Lord nudging me to just say, pay attention. Pay attention. So I would hear stuff. The Lord would be speaking. And, and I would go home and write notes. And, 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 and one of those bold days when the, when the bishop said, we're going to have the young people preach. I just went up and I said, I have the, all these words that I want to speak to you today. And we chucked away the liturgy of the day. And there was another sister. She was just bold and naughty like I was. And so we preached what we had in our hearts because God was still speaking. And of course, you can see the bishop beginning to get a bit uneasy because there is a liturgy that must be preached in all the Methodist churches of the day. You know, like Elton, you know, you have your search the scripture booklet. <laughs> and if a senior pastor were to come in here and find James teaching about intercession, you'll be in trouble, bro. <laughs> because there is a liturgy, a whole booklet that has been written by a senior pastor wearing a suit. Saying, this is what you'll be taught today. But for some reason, these guys are hearing from the Lord. And they've said, we must teach people to be deep in intercession. <laughs> oh, God. You know, so it was upon that day. And, you know, afterwards, afterwards, we said, now you people are going to sing for us. And, of course, who's going to sing? The old and elderly of the day. You're going to sing for us your songs. But while you are singing... We're going to pray for anyone who needs prayer. It's just not done. It's the bishop who's supposed to pray. But on this day, we say, we're going to pray for anybody who needs to pray. So we stepped back, and all these mums come to the front and kneel in front of us. And so with this friend of mine, young as we are, we said, what are we going to do now? So we just knelt down with them, started praying, laying hands on them. And afterwards, the bishop just said, from now on, you will travel with me. I, I did travel a bit with the bishop of the Methodist Church in Zimbabwe because this young man is so bold, he doesn't even care that I'm there. But because somebody has heard the word of God, we were just bold and stupid and just decided to follow the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And some moms got blessed. Amen. And one or two other grandparents that were there in the room. And I'm saying, God can still speak through the rituals. And through those things that appear as if, oh God, not again. But only to somebody who pays attention to listen and to accept the instruction from his mouth. Hallelujah. Amen. There is an instruction that you can draw from. There is, an, there is a word that you can hear. So David in Psalm 119, he speaks and says in verse 11, Oh God, your word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Why? Because I want to remain at peace with God. So I've hid your word in my heart. Verse 105, he says, O Lord, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yes, you need it. You need to hear that word. Because sometimes we come upon a moment where we are at a crossroads. And when we are at a crossroads, we don't know which way to go. He says, you shall hear a small, still voice saying, this is the way. So you need to hear the word of his instruction. And when he tells you this is the way, the word there is a light and lamp unto thy path. Hallelujah. Amen. 
You need the word for every day. It is a light unto your path. And he says in 130, in verse 130, the entrance of thy words gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. It makes me wise. It makes me wise. The, the word, Lord, when you bring it in, the word, oh God, when you take it in, it will make you wise. I want to say to the people of God, you can become wise if you take the word of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the word is wisdom. It, it helps you to be, move from just having knowledge to be able to apply it and to live by it. It is wisdom. So take the word. Desire the word. Desire the instruction. The written word and the revealed word. It will get make you have a stronger, deeper relationship with the Lord. Coming Friday night, I will speak about deep calls to the deep. Because there's something that you must get from the depth of God. And deep calls to the deep. And it is all there in the word of God. It makes you wise. I want to close today with this last scripture. Job 32 verse 8 says, But there is a spirit in, man, in, a, in a person. The breath of the Almighty. That gives them understanding. There is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives them understanding. Can you flip it to the King James? There is a breath in a person. And, but there is a spirit in man. The breath of the Almighty. There is, a, there is an inspiration that comes from the Lord. You see, the, the spirit in man. Not yet says spirit in man with a small s. Because it is your spirit. Remember, you are spirit, soul, and, and body. This is your spirit. There is a spirit in man. That spirit that connected with God. That connects with God. That allows you to be able to know and to sense that there is a God. It is that spirit that is in a man. That is seeking for something to worship. This is why people worship cows. And worship all kinds of sunrises. And worship all kinds of juju. And all kinds of gods. This is why we worship our dead ancestors. Because there is a spirit in man. That wants to connect with the Almighty. But thanks be to Jesus. He has given us a way to connect with the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. We are saved in the name of? Jesus. Come on, say we are saved in the name of? Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. It's Jesus that saves us. It is, it is Jesus that died on the cross. Jesus that rose again. So that our spirit man may have a connection with the heavens. Hallelujah. There are all kinds of fancy things to get into your soul and connect into your spirit. There is only but one name. And that name is Jesus. These people have caught it very well. That name is Jesus, guys. <laughs> Jesus is our Savior. And when we have Jesus, 
as our personal Lord and Savior, we can connect and get to experience something deeper. So there is a spirit in man. And the Holy Spirit works in connection with your spirit. So that you can be able to comprehend the deep things of God. Hallelujah. There are deep things that God wants to reveal to you. There is more in the Lord. Amen. Amen. My brother was teaching us about intercession. And then when we go into intercession, you say, I'm now going beyond my own needs. And I'm going to focus upon the needs of another. The needs of the church or the city or the country. There was a point where, where, we, where I just felt called to be praying. To be praying for my nation back then. And that was when I bought a flag. The flag of Zimbabwe it was at that moment. And we would pray with these beloveds. And we would call upon the name of the Lord. And we would pray and God would show us particular things. And some of those things have happened now. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's just, uh, let me just tell you this. Just something. You know, when, when we have the crocodile ruling upon the country right now. We call him the crocodile. The, our president's nickname is called the crocodile. <laughs> it was back in 1999 when we were praying in a prayer retreat. And, 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 this, and this word came. We're praying for the nation. And this word came and said, right now the crocodile is looking upon the DRC. Where is Gilbert? This was when Zimbabwe came into the DRC and looted your diamonds. Man, those guys looted the diamonds. And while they were fighting and looting for the diamonds in DRC, our own economy crushed. And we had this image that the crocodile right now is looking upon the DRC. But at one moment, the crocodile is going to turn and look upon Zimbabwe. And when I see the situations and the things happening in Zimbabwe right now, I have no doubt of the accuracy of that prophecy back then in 1999. Because there's a spirit in man where the inspiration of the Almighty gives understanding. And back then we began to pray and say, God, deliver us. Save us. Deliver us. Save us. And I know our salvation, the salvation of the country, is sooner rather than later. Amen. Because God is going to deal with the head of the crocodile Amen. according to the vision He gave to us. Amen. It's a matter of time. But while we're going through, you see the suffering. And I always sometimes think back and say, God, how so accurate you were to show us those things. Why does God show us these things? Because there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty brings understanding. And I want to say to you, you know, you can intercede at that level, but it can also come down also just in your own personal life. It's your own personal life where God begins to speak to you concerning your own life. I've told you of how God once gave the understanding that I would be standing, facing this direction and preaching in a church, preaching to young people like you. It's an inspiration that came back in 2003 and became a reality from 2005. There is a spirit in man that gives understanding. Amen. Amen. And you need to connect with the Spirit of God. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 19 to 16. Oh, I love this passage. I don't have time to go through everything, but I just want to highlight something there. First, go, to verse, go to verse 9. Verse 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither 
has it entered into the heart of men that things which God has prepared for them that love Him. It's not in the ear. It's not yet in the eye. But there are things that God has prepared for each and every one of us. But then, how can we get these things? Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. I want you to, to, to take note that it says He's revealed to us by what? His Spirit. His Spirit. And the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man? Who knows the things about your life? Save what? Save the spirit of man. I want you to pay attention. Because the words there are different. The first spirit had a capital letter S. Did you notice that? And now it says the spirit of a man. Go that, it's a small letter S. That's your spirit. The other one is the Holy Spirit. And then it says, which is in him? There is a spirit in man. And to this spirit in a man comes the inspiration of the Lord. Comes the revelation of the Lord. Or comes the breath of the Lord. So that even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. And, and so this spirit of man is knows something has something in you uh, that, that is about you and it can get to know the things that god has prepared for you when those things are revealed now we have received verse 12 we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of god that we might know i want you to get this now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things of God which are freely given to us of God. How can we know these things? Because they are revealed by which spirit? The Holy Spirit reveals things to your spirit. That's what Job was saying. He was saying there is a spirit in a person and there is the breath of the Almighty that will give him understanding. Understanding of what? Of the things that are freely given to us of God. Friend, there are things that God has prepared for you. And those things are freely given. So if a man of God comes and tells you, give me 2,000 euros to receive a blessing from God. Shh. If you pay that 2,000 euros, you are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very harsh, huh? Yeah. Just like my Dutch professor once said to me when I gave a comment, says, stupid comment. <laughs> so the next time he also said a stupid comment about Africa, I said, stupid comment. <laughs> it was pretty normal <laughs> to him to be called, to be told the truth in that way. And I need you to understand sometimes that we must know the word of God. So that we don't pay for things that are freely given. So that we don't labor for things that are freely given. So that we don't pray for things that we already have and should just activate. Amen. Amen. There's a spirit in a person and the inspiration of the Almighty 
gives them understanding. I want you to rise and begin to pray with me and say, Lord, give me understanding. Give me understanding that I may get deeper with you. Just pray for yourself and say, Father, give me understanding. Give me understanding. Give me understanding. Give me understanding that I may go deeper with you. Oh, that I may go deeper with you. That I may, may get deeper with you. Give me understanding of the things that you have in store for me. The things that you have prepared for me. Give me understanding. Give me revelation. Give me revelation. Give me revelation, Lord. My God. Oh, God. Anybody who wants to go deeper with God, just pray and say, Father, give me revelation and understanding. Give me revelation and understanding. Give me your inspiration. Breathe upon me, O oh Holy Spirit. My God. Rika nande katia mazonda ravashika ya bataya taraboshaka. Rimonda katamanda soro shimande ya bataya takuri bananda ya bataya. Rimonondo yoboshaka bro nande ya batitere oshimanda ya batukutea. Rabokota ya bashinda na basumanda ya bataya. Mande nere oshimanda ya bataya. God mazeta kaya. In the name of Jesus. Mande abuteta rabasitro boko yabasata. Oh God, mande abatai. Pray for that understanding. Pray for that understanding concerning your life, concerning your your dreams, concerning your family. Pray for that understanding. You can't have an understanding of the things that God has in store for you. Pray concerning your ministry and your service in the house of the Lord. Just pray and just, God, I need an understanding. Pray concerning your finances and your upkeep and the things that, that you are wondering, how am I going to get through this? Pray and God can give you an understanding. There is an inspiration of the Almighty that is coming right now. That He gives to your spirit, out of the Holy Spirit, who understands the things of God. He gives the to you freely in the name of Jesus. Mazonda Ravashika Yamasaya Takaribushata. Rike Bonanda Ravashika Yamasaya Tabunda Ravatsuku Yerabashata. Ramananda Yavasite Kereabashaka Rabatu Takahaya. Riamunanda Ravashike Nanda Ravasuka Tatamananda Yamasaya. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. My Lord, I pray. My Zekata Yamata. Sometimes you wonder why certain things have been happening in your life. I want you to just pray and say, God, give me that understanding. Give me that understanding. Give me that understanding. Give me that understanding. It's for a purpose that God does whatever He does. Because there's, a, there's an inspiration for all things. There is a desire that God wants to establish in your life. God, give me an understanding. God, give me an understanding. It's not for nothing that God has caused you to pass through what you're passing through. It's not for nothing that God has allowed whatever has happened to you to happen to you. In the name of Jesus, my God, I pray, my Lord, for understanding the revelation, oh God, of the future and the way, oh God, that Father, each and every one, Lord, needs to go in the circumstances and the situations of their life. 
eyes. I pray that God Almighty, they will see, O oh Lord God, the path of life that they need to go. Lord, in the place of their confusion, I pray, God, for a revelation, a light that shines upon a path that they should take. Lord, my God, a peace upon the path that they should go, upon a way and a decision that they should make. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for your church and I thank you for your people. Be exalted and be magnified, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray.